0: Hey Mark, uh, what's with all the luggage?
1: Well, by my calculations we gotta travel to two different continents just to have a beer back here. Huh, I'll have to get my stein. Let's get after it!
0: Welcome to Driftless Drinks, my name is John. And my name is Mark. And today we are diving into the IPAs, the India Pale Ale's, the big mama jamas that everybody knew kicked off this craze of craft beer. Yeah. I mean,
1: remember when these things were hot in the 90s? <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the 90s. Uh, yeah, well, you didn't drink them hot. That was the thing. If you, had, uh, oh, yeah, you had to be a little careful with it.
1: No, you're you're right though. I mean, this was the beer that was really at the forefront of the whole craft brewing craze, and there's probably a lot to be said about that. But we'll try to keep that to a minimum. But anyway, mm-hmm. what uh, what do we got here? Well, this is uh,
0: yeah. Today we've got a Bell's Two Hearted IPA. This is an American IPA, not to be confused with an English IPA. Uh, the English being the people who actually uh, invented india pale ales we'll talk about that and you know what that really means and uh talk a little bit of the lore behind it uh and how the style came to be later on in the episode so we're going to have an american
1: uh version of an english style beer that was meant for the (laughs) uh east indies Do I have that correct? Are we going to... We're traveling the world here, basically?
0: We're we're traveling the world. So, the, uh, yeah. So, basically, the the, uh, IPA was uh, invented in England uh, for British people in India. And then the Americans later on hooked into it and created their own. So, an American IPA is different than an English IPA. There are two different styles. Uh, if you look up the uh, the BJCP, the Beer Judge Certification Program styles, you'll you'll find that there are two different categories. This one is very distinctive, and the the two biggest yeah the big difference you're gonna you're gonna find, and you'll you'll kind of discover why there's a difference uh, later on when we get to talking about this. Uh, sure, but the big difference between an American version and an English version is that the American version has a lot more hop intensity. hops a lot more forward in it and it has a really it has a lower um, pronounced malt flavor to it. So there's not as much malt uh, in an American IPA as there is in an English IPA, at least not in flavor. Uh, that has more to do with the types of malt they choose but um, there's there's a difference there.
1: Should I go around the can here? I
0: wish you would.
1: All right, so we've got the Bell's Two Hearted IPA Fish Beer. I always call anything with a fish on the beer <laughs> fish, fish Beer. Fish Beer. This is the latest iteration of me calling a beer a fish beer, and I will continue to do so until I am slapped silly by someone telling me that it's ridiculous. Fish Beer, TM. Yeah. <laughs> Trade me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Bell's 200 IPA. It's a 16-ounce can we have here today, John. It mm-hmm. says American IPA at the bottom, 7% ABV. I turn it around, and I get the same fish.
0: <laughs> oh, there's two of them. There's two of them. Well, oh, they're
1: different. They're two different fish, I guess, ostensibly. Yeah. I wonder if they have names. I mean, it, Do you th- no, yeah, it's like uh, uh, Marty and Maude maybe i don't know i don't know we, it doesn't say on the website we, or maybe it does we'll have to check the website out in a little bit well we could email um, them too and
0: go, hey what are the fish's name on you know, what's Yeah, what's we should what's the fish's name is on uh the, the can
1: yeah now i want to know yeah
0: i'll do that after we're done All with right, the episode sounds good uh
1: but ro- rolling the can around here uh gives you the okay Brood and canned by bells brewery inc comstock michigan straight out of Comstock. 7% alcohol by volume, ale, shelf life, six months, and the uh, Puerto Rico Do Not Litter. Let's see what our dates are here. Yeah, what do you if got? We're within six months. Packaged. I can't
0: read mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm having trouble, too. All right. Uh, I, I got to get out the light. Hold on. One, oh, we're, two, right, up, on three. we're oh, right on oh, the edge here. Oh, are we? Oh, here we but go. It's okay. I think we're going to be okay. And it's ironic that IPAs can go bad, because that's not where they were made. Yeah, exactly. But so <laughs> again, that foreshadowing. Um, uh, let's see here. Oh,
1: here they actually have some info on the website. Uh, flavor profile: citrus, grapefruit, pine. We'll figure that out. Uh, named after fishing waters in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, Two Hearted is an American IPA brewed and dry hopped with 100% Centennial hops. Oh, mm-hmm. single hop. Beloved by long-time and new craft beer drinkers. Too Hard is an iconic ale that's perfect for any occasion. I will say, I think both of us have had this before. It's a really, really solid representation of this style. And then they give you the alcohol content. Calories, 212 calories. It doesn't say, oh, that is in a 12-ounce serving. (laughs) Uh, 16.7 carbs, 60 IBU OG of 1.065. And then they tell you to put it in a nonic pint glass, but we're going to be using the old, uh, the the double D tulip. That's right. All right. almost forgot what the name of the glass was. It's (laughs) been a long time. I've been away. I've been away, guys. I did. They just let me out of the (laughs) asylum.
0: For a little bit to hang out with John here yeah I I, I think those of you who uh, who get the podcast on, on the regular uh, first of all we love you second of all uh, you you'll notice that these have come out a little uh, sporadically lately there's it's just life getting in the way that's all it is you know we'll, yeah we'll, we'll we'll deliver the goods don't worry about it I'm back but you know what I got to
1: do so <laughs> like you know things happen yeah it gets in the way it does but that's besides the point we're here to have this beer. So John, what do you think? Should we uh we rolled around the can, we checked the website. There's nothing left to do but to crack it open.
0: Absolutely. Alright. Perfect. Alright, we're gonna give this a countdown. Sure. Alright, I'm moving my keyboard out of the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always slide mine in before we do this. <laughs> I learned my lesson a couple of times. Uh, Actually right. three keyboards ago. You would have thought I learned my <laughs> lesson, but nope, took another two. Yep. So three, two. two
0: one. And one. Not exactly synchronized, but we'll go with that.
1: It actually, it was on my end. Was it? Uh, yeah, I think that's a time delay. You know, podcast beaming out to satellite dishes.
0: Look at this. Look at the head Ooh, on out. that thing! I know. My gosh, dude! Gotta check l- me out here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's you got nothing but a pillow there. I know. Yeah, this. Yeah, this one's I've I've got a nice little floaty head on there. There's nice big bubbles in the middle, but little tiny ones on the side. And it's yeah. and it's nice and white. I mean, you know the So the, the head, head yeah. yeah, the head on this should should be a uh, to a white to an off-white. And this is just barely off-white. Although the light in this room is not that great. So
1: you know what's interesting is the color of the can is just a few shades darker than the uh, color of the beer when you hold it up to the light. It's kind of it, cool. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's in the same color family. It's really nice mm-hmm. when you set them side by side.
0: For an American IPA, you should it should be clear. It could have a little bit of haze to it, a little bit of well, it's not a chill haze from like a bad, you know, batch, but the just because it's cold, mine has just a little bit of that haze going on. Yep. But I can still I can just about read through it. You can certainly see the lines of text. So I think that's exactly where it's supposed to be. Yeah, you can see
1: your fingers through the back of it.
0: So we uh, stick a nose in it.
1: Jamming a nose in.
0: Hmm. Oh yeah. Very
1: citrusy up front.
0: Yep. Not getting any of the. Some IPAs can have some pine to them, which is fine. I'm. Boy, I'm getting grapefruit out of this. I wasn't expect, sure. I wasn't expecting grapefruit. Not much in the maltiness. Maybe just a touch, but yeah, it's uh,
1: definitely tart citrus on the nose.
0: The only malt I'm getting out of that is like a little bit of a bread crumbiness.
1: Mm. Crummy, you say?
0: Crummy. We, we, before before we started recording, we were trying British accents, and honestly, we're terrible <laughs> at it. We're, we're just god-awful. There's probably one or two that'll slip uh, into the episode somewhere. We apologize. Yeah, to all, on behalf of the uh, the old empire. So the more I smell this, yeah, the more I get berry out of it. Berry? Yeah. Who's that? That guy's here to kill me. I <laughs> know with an E. Does <laughs> he got a last name? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I get just a little bit of, it, it's, it's weird. You no, know, that's it's, interesting, yeah. It's,
1: it's a back note on it. Yeah, that is weird. Now that the head has calmed down on mine, I'm getting the same thing, too. There's like a mixed fr- mixed berry back note almost. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's kind of nice. But that uh, citrus is still right up top.
0: All right. Shall we, uh, shall we take a reading? Let's. All right, so I'm putting her in there. I have a beautiful 53.5.
1: I'm at 51.9. Okay. So we're right in the ballpark there, buddy.
0: Yep. Or uh, we're right on the pitch, right. as they say. <laughs> we're on the pitch. All righty. Well, we'll take a quick moment here for the, uh, take pictures for the gram, and uh, we'll be back in we'll just a moment. take some
1: pics for me, Mom. <laughs>
0: This is going to get out of hand. Yeah. We
1: haven't even had anything to drink yet. No. uh, It's getting, it's going to get
0: worse. (laughs) Back in a second.
1: And we're back on (laughs) Dripless Drinks. Uh,. John just took a picture for the Instagram. John, where can people find us on the Insta and the social medias?
0: Oh, you can find us all over the place at Driftless Drinks. Uh, we don't have TikTok yet. We don't have that one where you take your clothes off yet. Probably won't do that one. But you can oh, yeah. find us on Facebook as well, and you can get links to all of those at DriftlessDrinks.com. Uh, if you haven't subscri- subscribed to the podcast, you can do that there. You can also find us on YouTube. Again, at just search for Driftless Drinks, and you'll find us there. Sweet.
1: So we got a uh, temperature reading, and we sniffed it out, mm-hmm. and we looked at it. Mm-hmm. Um, Not in that feel order. like something's missing.
0: Oh yeah. I don't know, but I'm thirsty.
1: Yeah, me too. Do you want to grab a beer?
0: Yeah. Oh look. Okay. <laughs> I have a beer. Wow. <laughs> and we don't really pregame, folks. So.
1: No. <laughs> this is uh.
0: Just how coming we
1: off a long layoff, cold. Yeah. Here we are in all of our glory. All right. All right. Going in. Cheers.
0: Hmm. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Oh, That's a solid beer.
0: I forget how balanced that is. So, yeah. theoretically, the style should have, American uh, IPA should have really similar flavor as they do the nose. This, I don't quite get that. This one actually comes up with some a little bit more of a malt character to it. There's just a touch of light caramel, a little bit of toast in there. Um, the malt is light. It's a light malt. That's not like a dark, rich kind of thing. That bitter aftertaste is there. Finishes finish is way dry.
1: Yeah, it is fairly dry at the back end, isn't it? Yeah. I'm trying to pin down... There's actually more of a resininess to the hops uh, than there would be on the nose, right? There's, oh, yeah. It's less citrus, and it's more... And it's not heavy there's just a little bit less of the citrus and now you start to taste just a touch of like the resiny or maybe even a maybe even a little hint of a piney note to it mm-hmm. um on the way down and then it does break into that like pale malt kind of area but then you know the hops kind of uh carries strong all the way through the back end so there is a little bit of residual bitterness on the on your tongue is it kind of washes away but Mm -hmm. it is i mean i think you really nailed it you you forget if you haven't had one for a while just how well well balanced it is for an american ipa
0: yeah definitely
1: definitely drinkable
0: oh (laughs) now and we have to say this this is at the higher end of the abvs because um american ipas uh should be like between five and a half and seven and a half percent abv this one's a seven so at 16 (laughs) At sixteen ounce cans, at seven percent, uh, maybe don't crush these. Yeah, <laughs>
1: probably get you in trouble after two, yeah. three.
0: And the mouthfeel on this, so it's really pretty smooth. The carbonation on this particular beer is really nice. Um, yeah, which is which is sweet for something that comes out of a can. You can buy uh, 2 hard in bottles. We just happen to have cans. And <laughs> yeah, we do. What's the matter with these cans? I got them on my head. Yeah, what oh. You do too. Yes, that yeah, headphones are also called cans. He hates these cans. Right. We're also, we're also sitting on cans, but that's a different definition. Stay away from the cans. So, what we probably should do is we should readdress the opening of this thing and talk about where IPAs come from. I will try to be as brief as possible.
1: So, he's actually going to take off his his trousers.
0: No. And
1: sit in his briefs as a reminder to keep it brief.
0: <laughs> to keep it brief. Yeah, I don't wear boxers. Uh,
1: I know. And that's what's disturbing <laughs> about this this segment.
0: <laughs> uh, so IPAs, there, there's a... Let me back up. I haven't even started. Let me back up. Um, so, <laughs> Before I get going, let me back up. Let me back up. Before we talk about this, so one of the things about uh, hops being added to beer is that it's a preservative agent, right? It's preservative. There's some antibiotic qualities to, to hops, and it's long been thought, long, you know, there's the old stories is that they added a bunch of hops to English beer so that it would take the six month journey between England and India. That's actually true. What happened was the English who were in India, and this is at the beginning of the 1800s. They needed to get supplies from England, and they were and they were supplied usually by the East India Company. If you watch Pirates of the Caribbean, you'll be familiar with a caricature of that company, and believing that caricature is actually nicer than the company really was. Mm-hmm. So, but they would send stuff over, and that beer that they were sending over was at the time porter. Right, they had this new way of uh, using coke to, uh, and that's the the coal type coke, to Coca oh, Cola, not to- Coca Cola, yeah, right. to toast the grains to make this porter. They would send that over. Problem was, by the time it got there, um, they're lucky if it wasn't drank or spoiled or infected. Or, you know, or shipwrecked or whatever.
1: So, what he's getting at is that IPAs are shipwreck proof.
0: They're shit. Well, they're that's, not shipwreck proof. Oh, I'm like. oh think, okay. No, I don't think they're shipwreck proof. It could be. All right. I've drank a lot of IPAs. I've never been in a shipwreck. I will say that.
1: That's true. I've never wrecked a boat on an IPA.
0: <laughs> Wait, do canoes count? Because then I have to amend that. Mm. Uh, anyway. So, the porter that was supplied was given to the East India Company, who then sent. Um, that and a lot of uh, supplies over to the troops uh, was brewed by George Hodgson. Hodgson? Hodgson. Hodgson? Hey, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Satellite <laughs> Alive. So it was George Hodgson Bow Brewery. It was the brewery that actually supplied the porter. They sent it over, and there was a lot of complaints about it, like big-time complaints about it. Hodgson tried to do a lot of things. Hodgson. Hodgson. Why can't I say that word? Hodgson. Hodgson. Hodge. What's
1: his first name? Hodge. George. is called him George.
0: George. So George, so George tried uh, un- sending unfermented beer and the yeast over to India and then ferment it there once it was safe in port. That didn't work. So then he tried to do a concentrate that then you would you would just mix with water. Oh, and, I like where this is headed. Yeah, that's like
1: Tang but with
0: <laughs> beer. That didn't work <laughs> either. So what he ended up doing was he said, "All right." I got to send something else over. This isn't going around. So what he s- started sending over was a strong pale beer called barley wine. And Ooh. yeah, now barley wine is good. Yeah. And it's what lux- luxurious people in England would call of a vinous nature. In other words, it's like wine. So the yeah. idea is that barley wine... Pinky's out. Yeah, pinkies. Well. So a vin- uh, a vinous nature uh, meant that you get the strong syrupy, sherry kind of beer, right? And that's how you would drink it. Well, he thought, okay, if I send this over, right, the stuff lasts for years because it's supposed to mellow out. So you you make a barley wine, you let it sit for a year or two, and it mellows out, and then it drinks really well because otherwise it's pretty, pretty dang strong. So he said, well, if I do that, if I send that over, it should be better. Back in January of 1822, the Calcutta Gazette announced that the beer he was sending over, which he had loaded with hops because he knew that hops was going to help preserve this barley wine. So he's, he's just loaded it up with, with hops. And there's a beautiful Smithsonian article that goes into all this. I'll link to it in the description. And and you can kind of get all of the details. Um, there was a, a specific ale that he was using. It was uh, Barclay Perkins uh, KKKK ale. I have no idea why it had those letters. And They would put up to 10 pounds of hops per barrel into this into this beer and it had a preservative quality to it so he would send that over big hit right 1822 the calcutta gazette goes nuts over it all right and you've got this pale bright strong beer that has all of these kentish hops the hops from kent which kind of you know reminded the british uh the british soldiers of you know home so they loved it thing goes crazy right It becomes so popular that Hodgson decides that he's going to kind of corner the market. So he tightens up his credit and he starts producing the beer locally and tries to weed out competition and eventually says, I don't need the East India Company. And so he cancels the contract with him and says, I'm just going to send it over by myself. Right. (laughs) So the director of the East India Company, whose name was uh, Camp, his real name. Was Campbell Marjorie Banks, okay? Hmm. Not, not Major Banks. Marjorie Banks looks like Major. Anyway, he he got he got upset with it. He said that screwed. So yeah, that screwed up. So he goes to um, Bao's rival, whose name was Alsop, and said, "Hey, make me this beer." Well, Alsop. You know, he was used to making Porter and he made it, you know, the way that Russians liked it. So it was really dark and he loved it and he tried it and he spit it out. And he said, this sucks. So uh Mergery Banks says, no, 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 you need to make this. I'll pay you X amount of diet. So talked him into it. So Alsop goes to his um, brewer at the time, his maltster. They called him maltsters. Um, this guy named Job uh, Goodhead. And says, I want you to find the freshest, lightest hops you can and make it. So it does, right? That ends up being super popular th- throughout the country and you end up with the English style of IPA, right? And eventually it's made with Maris Otter and a special, ho- uh, special Cascade hops, right? So now, fast forward <laughs> about a century, right? And you get uh, Coors, Decides in about 1968 that they're going to make this. They're going to make a light beer for the U.S. market, and so they start using a commercially available version of Cascade hops, right? And they start actually manufacturing beer um, using the style. They're not quite getting the IPA thing down, but they are bringing this this uh, hybrid form of the the Kentish hops which is now called Cascade. It was originally called uh, USDA 56013. Oh, that's got a ring to it. It does, but they went with Cascade for some stupid reason.
1: Yeah, that's silly.
0: Right. So it took them about four years to kind of figure this stuff out. They get it. And during that time, so in about 1974, Anchor Brewing starts picking up on what Coors is doing and says, wait a minute, we think we can do this a little bit better. And so what they did is they, they actually made what they called Liberty Ale, which used the uh, Cascade for a nice citrus bite, and they made an IPA. And so this is – so 1975, the first Amer- – the American IPA comes out. Anchor Brewing has it. What's really interesting is that over the years, the definitions of what an, an American IPA is has changed. And so now the Anchor Liberty Ale is now really uh, considered more of what an American Pale Ale would be. Hmm. See the previous episode. So it, it's kind of interesting how this whole thing how, how this whole thing has changed. And so now the hops that are used are usually American hops in an American IPA, and that's one of the that's one of the uh, hallmarks of it. And of course, you usually have two main styles of IPAs. So you'll have a West Coast IPA, which is what I described. That's the that's what Anchor uh, Liberty Ale was, mm-hmm. and that's what's kind of... So what you have with the West Coast IPA is you get something that's hop forward, you get something that is lower on the multi side. They kind of change how they make... Uh, the hop additions are usually kind of in the beginning of the brew and not as much at the end, so that you get... Um, the bitterness with that hop aroma at the end, but really, you know, you're going for that bitter flavor, just like we got out of this. So Bell's Too Hearted is more of a West Coast style IPA, American IPA. And then you've got the East Coast style that came out that came out later. And East Coast... You're looking for more of a malt character in it, a little bit higher malt character. But what they're doing is they're over, um, they'll put, they're putting the hops near the end so that what you're getting is more of the aroma of the hops, more of the flavor of the hops, and not so much of the bitterness. And then, of course, we know that if you cram a ton of hops afterwards, especially dry hopping, which means that it's done brewing and sitting there, you add more hops during that, you end up with basically a hazy. So hazies are really a New England IPA or a NEPA. There are so many styles now. There's the juicies that are out there. There's, if you double the ingredients, you, well, you don't technically double the ingredients, but you put a lot more ingredients in. You end up with what's called a double IPA, which I, which are near and dear to my heart. Mm. Bell's makes a double two hearted, which is their double IPA. Mm. I recommend that wholeheartedly, whole two heartedly, whole four heartedly, because it's a double two hearted. Yeah. It's a double two hearted. which by my
1: count you know you multiply two by two you know carry the one that's four (laughs)
0: that's what i keep forgetting to do i keep forgetting to carry the one you're exactly right
1: it's very tricky
0: and so there you have as brief a history of american ipa and ipas in general as i can come up with it it's a deep subject it goes way down a rabbit hole i will uh, again i'll link the, uh, I'll link the Smithsonian article. They do a beautiful job of going through it. I've I've read a number of articles uh, on this, which you know kind of mirror the same thing. Wikipedia is okay, but it's not entertaining. Uh, it's not an entertaining read on this particular topic. Um, it's, there are other people who've done who've done their homework that do a great job. So awesome! I,
1: I learned a lot, John. Oh well, thank you very Every much. Every time you open your mouth, then I open my ear. <laughs> years I learned something
0: yeah uh, it's usually the same thing I'm long-winded and and have read too much and sometimes not enough so. <laughs> all right now you've uh, confused uh, me but
1: that's okay <laughs> it's Nigel's job to be confused now isn't it
0: but you're not as confused as him are you I mean it's not your job to be as confused as Nigel it's, it's- uh, uh, I think it is, actually. Now, <laughs> no, now that you mention it, it's, it's, it's very much your, your job to be confused.
1: The napkin clearly states the ninjas. I was given this napkin, I mean... Forget this! Fuck the napkin!
0: All right i'm going back in
1: yep it sounds good mm. i do appreciate the history lesson on it though it's fascinating to know where all these styles come from and uh, yeah, i think you do a really good job of of uh you know uh dragging the waters to figure out where things actually uh kind of came from
0: you know one of the things i learned about this is that um there was a lot of the beers were made uh yeah i know I just you, t- you take a drink of it after a while and it's like oh that that yeah, you
1: know you know how you were talking about like sometimes toward the end as it warms the hop character you know tends to amplify itself mm-hmm. and uh, you know and I'm I'm used to drinking kind of high hop beers that as you go along it tends to get a little you know it tends to build on your palate mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still so well balanced like there is that hop sticky note that stays on your tongue the entire time. Mm-hmm. But it's so good every time you uh, throw the glass back and and give her a pull. It's this is really good beer.
0: Yeah, it, there, there's something about just sitting down with one of these and going through that just just really makes one happy, and you really start to yeah. understand how beer can open up and kind of sit with you and.
1: This is the perfect patio beer for an early summer's day. Yes. Like, say you go grab lunch with a buddy. Wink, wink. Nod, nod. Yep. And you buy him a beer. Also, wink, nod. Um, but uh, yeah, go grab lunch and one of these and sit outside mm-hmm. in a little bit of the uh, early summer sunlight. And uh, it's about the perfect beer for that.
0: Oh yeah, and that's the thing we haven't really talked about pairings with this so what what do you think
1: i'm hungry so (laughs) let's go (laughs) anything
0: so what i would say with with this is with a with an ipa like this where you've got that that bitter bite note it it's going to go really well with something sweet and like like Mm -hmm. you said it's a summer beer or potentially rich yeah so, so it has a little bit of a cutting quality. Yeah. Yeah. So I would go. go yeah. So you want something that's going to have some sweetness to it. So I would I like barbecue IPAs Ooh. and, you know, an American IPA and a good barbecue. Like oh, a,
1: pork shoulder. Oh, Let's yeah. Let's go.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it's just it's going to it's going to blow you away. I mean, the two of them are just going to work. You, you can do stuff. Um, if you end up with an English style IPA, what you're going to go with like a curry. You know what I mean? Because then you're going to have that, that maltiness is going to kind of bring everything up. Yeah. Um, that's going to work really well. Um, as we've said before, cheese goes with any beer. So, you know, what kind God. of cheese? You know what? Whatever kind of cheese you like. Um, just as long as it's not in a spray can. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's any. Uh, Even if it is, go for it. Yeah, I mean, if you, you want to. Do what you got to
0: do. The, the other thing this is going to go good with is anything that's got um, a fried quality to it. So fried foods are going to work really well, I that's, think. I think with this just because of that that fat and uh, it's going to work really well with with it with a bite
1: of yeah. this. Yeah. My my mind immediately went to breaded like waffle fries, mm. like Bruce City mm-hmm. fries, mm-hmm. and then it went immediately to cheese curds. Yep. Like those were the two things that I went bang bang. But I mean, I and oh. I never know how to like separate this out because like I am from Wisconsin <laughs> and uh, those things are on the menus you know at some of the local establishments around here yes they are so but those two honestly those two things did come to mind and then when you said oh, barbecue yeah. I was like oh yeah like a slow roasted pork in kind of a sweeter barbecue sauce like boom Yep. done
0: yeah, and and, if, and sticking on that, sticking on the uh, Wisconsin uh, side of this thing, if you are making your own deep fried cheese curds or you're going to make your own, uh, say, batter fried fish, beer batter fri- mm-hmm. fish, IPAs work really well with that because that flavor mm-hmm. is going to come up through all of, all of that fat right there. And so it will taste you won't it won't taste hoppy, but it will. V- You'll very much get that beer flavor out of it. Yeah. So it's a really IPAs good. IPAs are
1: great for making a beer batter. Oh, yeah. I mean, Definitely. they're awesome. Yeah.
0: So there we've been from England to India and back to San Francisco and all the way across the United States just to talk about and drink an IPA. Any final thoughts, Mark?
1: This particular one is excellent. Bell's Two-Hearted. If you haven't, feel free. Um, if you're scared to dip your toes in the waters of the American IPA, uh, go ahead and turn yourself loose on this particular beer. Um and the style is uh, kind of unique. This is one of the things we find out about the styles of beers is that American stuff generally amplifies what is already there. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh it's interesting to have an American style of an English brew that was meant for an Indian
0: colony. I think America's really kind of embraced this. I mean, not only, not only with this, there's other ones like uh cigar city highlight is a really good IPA out there. That's, Ooh, that's kind of, yeah. yeah, that's, that's it. That's a, that's a oh, really nice it. one. Yeah. Um, if you go into uh, New Belgium, makes a whole line of different Voodoo Rangers. Um, some of them are a little off the mark, but uh, you, I, c- you can usually I, find a good one th- through there, too.
1: I, I know this is a little off style but the uh, Scream Double IPA from New Nuclearis is one I really like because the malt matches the hop content in that one.
0: Yep, if you're in Wisconsin that's a that's a great one to get. It is yeah. one of their thumbprint series so you kind of have to time that out a, yep. a little bit but yeah, that Scream IPA is really really good. I think so.
1: Driftless Drinks Studio Recording, courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts, and like us on Facebook and Instagram, where we feature each episode's brews a week or so ahead of time. Visit us at DriftlessDrinks.com, where you can comment on each episode, and drink along with us on the Driftless Drinks YouTube channel.
0: So that's it for this episode, Driftless Drinks and the IPAs. My name is John. My name is Mark. Keep a cold one handy
1: for us. Yes, sirs and madams. By the way, I had a great... And Steve Perry joke in there that I just could not spit out in time. Oh, really? Oh, oh man. I, I totally missed it, and that's why I started laughing and <laughs> kind of buried my face off camera for a second.
0: You'd be fine. My hey, beer's a beer. Yeah, just, just yeah, I think that the trick is to not say pants when you mean your trousers.
1: Oh, it was right there, and I missed it. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. But whatever. Uh, It'll happen again. It'll come about again. I'm almost positive of that. I just got to
0: be ready for it. Calabasa. Calabasa? What the hell? Uh, Luster. Calabrese. New Belgium's. Calipari. Yeah. Calamari.
1: i a cheese whiz boy.